and we are live. Welcome everybody to Ask a Wizard. Of course, you know me and the Illuminati and uh, Freemasons and Ho Ho and Hum Hum and what other, what what else am I? I'm in the Illuminati, of course. Uh, what else? Uh, sure, every every alphabet organization, the the Freemasons. I'm, oh, I'm definitely a Freemason, and then so much more. <laughs> for those of you who've been following around seeing the uh the fun and entertainment that's been going on with the the crazy people uh it's been great it's been really fun to find out so many cool facts about myself so uh, yeah it's, it's been really entertaining to learn new facts about me and so i figured since i, I i've recently discovered i'm in the in, in the illuminati um and i'm in the freemasons and um a whole host of other uh, organizations, uh, Illuminati. Uh, none of the least of which, the one that they didn't mention was the Parliament of Owls, which I actually am a member of that. However, that being said, I figured what better way to start off um, this uh, storm of comments and posts and DMs and emails about me being a Freemason and in the Illuminati uh, than to uh, show off the commemorative silver coin that's right right there let's see if we can get the light to work on that for you that's right that is solid silver boys and girls solid silver i uh, collect coins it's part of my ancestral heritage when i win victories in war i uh, get myself a commemorative silver coin or silver uh, i guess you would call it a trophion and that is what I have right here. So uh, they're right. I'm sure that's another Illuminati Freemason symbol that I'm in. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for letting me know all those fun facts about myself. Welcome, Taylor. How's it going? Welcome, welcome. Teresa in the chat. What up? Madison's made it. Welcome, welcome. Awesome. Teresa, you're getting a reading. But first, first we got Taylor's reading because Taylor actually got a paid reading and... Um, Facebook crashed, so I didn't get to give her a paid reading. So we got to get Taylor's reading going first. But Teresa, you will be second right away. So you guys know the deal. You know how it is. Share this stream. It really, really helps me out. Teresa's ahead of the game. She knows what's up. Um, Taylor here. Boom. <laughs> Uh, Taylor uh, is going to get the paid reading. She uh, went to paypal.me forward slash ask a wizard. That's where you can uh, pay to get a paid reading like Taylor's about to receive. That's an archetypical reading. And Teresa has shared and she just got a three card reading for free. That's right. That's a paid reading, everybody, for free by sharing this stream. The reason I do that is because when you share this stream, we reach more people and we get to give them more wisdom. And I get to give them more readings. And that helps us grow and give more people more wisdom. So it's a win-win for me. I get to show more readings to more people and you get a paid reading for free. So if you want to help me out, help me grow, share the stream and get this wisdom out there. And today is a really, really great stream. If you ever have, if you have a friend or you yourself or you know a group of people that are dealing with the problems of procrastinating on their goals and their ambitions, the reason that you tend to um, 
have this procrastination when it's something that you'll care about and you'll love is from anxiety and fear. So today I'm going to teach you four philosophical questions that you will be able to absolutely murder your procrastination with. These are based off of teaching that I, a principle from the greatest philosopher who ever lived. And you don't have to develop monk-like discipline to utilize these tactics. So this is the stream for you if you suffer from uh, dealing like you just don't know how to take action, don't know what the next step is, you keep putting off your big plans. This is the stream that's going to teach you a simple exercise you can write down on a piece of paper to fix that problem. So with that all being said, we are going to get started with Taylor's paid reading. All right, Amanda has shared as well. Let's add her to the list. Do, 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 do. Bam. Amanda, you're on the list. I shared just because. Thank you very much, Madison. If you want your reading later, let me know. All right, Taylor. Let us begin. An archetypical reading is a more in-depth one. Welcome, Wise Owl. How are you doing? Wise Owl. Shared for you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Madison. All right. We got a, we got a hefty one out here today, Taylor. All right, so which philosopher are we going to need some insight from? Taylor's, I'm getting the impression Taylor's more looking for direction and a logical path to get to where she's trying to go. So I'm thinking Aristotle's probably going to be the way to go. Uh, we're going to stick with Aristotle. And thank you guys so much for all the shares. And if you want to continue to help us grow, and let's try and hit 15 eyeballs today. We can do it by sharing this stream. Let's get it going. It helps me out a ton. And it's all because of you and your awesome hard work. And the stream wouldn't be anything without your shares. So I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, so Taylor, where are we looking at here? Ooh, Taylor, starting off strong, starting off interesting. A choice regarding deep and profound principles. The Two of Wands appearing up here. Two of Wands says that you're in a position right now where you have to make a choice regarding the things that matter most in your life. And the guiding force behind this decision is taking action on your emotions. So this is an emotionally charged decision that you need to make and you're finding this to be a time where you need some insights and some information. Thank you very much, uh, Shalene, Sh Shailene, Sh Shaney. <laughs> I'm gonna put you down uh, for the list. Hi. Taylor says that this is accurate, awesome. All right, Shailene. Glad to hear that that is on point for you, Taylor. Now let's take a look at what might be the underlining motivations. What's pushing you towards the uh, this current situation? What are the underlining subconscious motivations? And then what are the higher level motivations? What do you tell yourself is the reason? Cheyenne, ah, awesome. I'm gonna make a note of that here. So I don't, uh, well, I'll still probably screw it up. As you guys know, if you're familiar with the stream, I typically mess up the names, but hey, guys, thank you for helping us get to 15 already. That's awesome. Thank you so much for all the support. You guys rock. The shares really, really help us out because we get to reach more people and give them more three-card readings. And make sure that you like and follow so you can be here every Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. to get three-card readings for free by sharing the stream. Awesome. All right, so let's dive right on in, Taylor. Let's see what we got going on here. 
Ooh, okay, okay. Subconscious motivations and higher level motivations. What we're telling ourselves the reasons are and what the underlining reasons are. So at the below, the subconscious level, you may not even be aware of this, but the motivation for this decision is confidence in your finance. So there's a fear regarding the financial stability into the future here, and that's really one of the reasons that's driving this choice. However, you're not really wanting to say that out loud. It kind of feels almost like the word, you, it feels almost gross, I guess is what, you, like, I don't want to talk, think about the money situation. However, that's a really important factor, and it is on the subconscious level. So be aware that that's at play and probably bring it to conscious awareness, especially if you're discussing this with other people, because while it can be a little socially um, stigmatized to talk about money, it, these are when you're talking about decisions this big, it's important to bring that kind of thing up. Now, what you're telling everyone is the reason you're making this decision, the thing you're debating about is this nine of spades. So it's this confidence in the way of thinking. It's that you have thought things through and you've seen the wisdom and you realize that I think I've got a better idea. But but part of this is that financial situation. So be aware of this. Of course not. You're right. Financially, it's difficult. Exactly. So you feel like you've thought it out logically, but subconsciously you're, you've got the financial concern. So probably apply some of that logical thinking that you're doing to the financial situation and talk it through with people who have done what you're trying to do on both sides of the choice and figure out um, what kind of results they got. And that's gonna really help you out here. Now, what is the past motivation that led up to this moment? All right, so advancement in emotions. So what this is saying is that in the past, we, we really advanced in our emotions and our feeling and our love and our care for the people around us. We built a relationships with people. We grew closer to people in our lives. And that's what's kind of leading to this choice that we're at right now. So the past motivations uh, sound like they're pretty good, pretty strong, pretty solid. And we are in a position here where we might be neglecting the financial side a little bit, and we want to think that through a little bit more. However, we are at least thinking our plan through logically. This isn't just an emotionally based decision, even though it is fueled by emotion. And so there's some emotional charge there, which is great. It's showing that you're able to separate your emotions from the logic and think things through. Now, what does this look like into the near future? Patience. Okay, so this is going to be patience with our emotions. So this is saying... Even though we're charged and we're ready to go into action, that's what we want to do. What we want to do instead here is let's think, what is the simplest way I can do this? What is the smallest way I can test both? Why can't I go and try this one or this one? What is the uh, simplest, cheapest, and most effective way where I can test either idea? That's what the Queen of Hearts would say is the better approach to go for here. Thank you very much, Madison. I appreciate that. Um... Now, let's see what will your response be to this particular setting of patience, though. Six of spades. So you're going to be like, come on, this is a waste. I, can, I know. I've thought this through. I know the answer. I know what's going to happen. I'm just, we're wasting our time. Why are we doing these tests? This is, I'm stuck. I'm just done. We got to go. And you, so you're going to be a little feeling like it's a little bit of a grind. Just be aware that that's on the horizon here. Taylor says but I have built a great trust in my boss, my plan, plan my, uh, in my boss, plan my daughter, 
Patience has always been my biggest virtue. Awesome, Taylor. Awesome. So let's rely on that and utilize it. Now, what's the environment you're in that's allowing this opportunity to occur? Growth in the spiritual growth and the deep meanings, the purposes of your life. You're seeing growth in that. So right now you've really, you're making a choice regarding your spiritual uh, path, your, your deeper purpose, your meaning, because you grew and because of this growth, you're now realizing a, a, di a you're getting a different perspective on the world because of the wisdom you've attained from the world that you're in right now. This could be, um, you know, the people who are around you being a good influence, as we're saying here with the eight of hearts. Um, this could also be the information you're taking in and reading. Now, what is the secret information that Taylor needs that she doesn't know that she should know that we're going to find out right now. Let's find out. The Jack of Spades. Okay. So the Jack of Spades is about taking action on our wisdom. This is about not taking action just on our emotions, but applying this logic to the scenario. So this is saying, hey, Mitchell, welcome. Uh, this is saying taking action on not just what we feel, but making sure there's a logical plan that we've put out, that we're following, and that we're measuring our results. This is really crucial here for the Logos, is are we verifying that what we're doing is true and working? And that is a crucial part to improving, and it's very difficult and it's often overlooked. So what this is saying is whatever your plan is, whatever this choice that you need to make is, set up trackable metrics of success that you're setting here, and then from there, shaking my head in agreement glad to hear um it make sure you've set up kpis along the way uh, i'm sorry a kpi is a marketer's term it means key performance indicator you could think of it like a, a micro goal um it's the um if i'm starting a fruit stand and i want to sell mangoes i would could put a kpi of i need to sell 50 dollars a day or this venture is not worth it over the course of a week. So let's say the average amount needs to be $50 a day, and I'm going to be open five days a week. The average per day has to be $50. If not, I'm closing up shop. This is a waste of time. Or if it's over that, then I move on to the next KPI and a new goal. So that, that's more or less what the analytics are. Um, usually, I'm giving you the very base level one, which would be like that would be the initial failure. Once you've hit some success, then it's not usually shut the whole stand down. It's more like, let's test two different ideas. Let's try a higher price or a lower price and see which one gets us more total sales, that kind of thing. Um, so that's what a KPI is. You need to set those up for your goals. Now, if you take this information into consideration and you act on it, what can we expect? Interesting. A disruption in these emotions, a change in these emotions. That's interesting to see here. So the, the five of hearts is a disruption in the emotions. This isn't necessarily a negative thing, but we do see a linear path across here for you, which is the eight of hearts. So we have this growth in emotions. And then we have the jack of hearts, which wants us to take action on our emotions. And then a patience with our emotions, which is going to finally lead to a change in our emotions, a disruption in the way that things are now. So this might be the uh, transmutation of a negative emotion, this uh, anxious anxiety and this fear into something new and something that motivates you, using that fear as motivation to work harder and go forward. Um, that is what the five parts is showing us here, and that is the logical progression towards success that I am seeing for you.
Very interesting indeed. What a great reading. I'm, I'm glad to see it, Taylor. It looks like you've got a lot of cool stuff going on, a lot of stuff you're working on, and uh, glad to hear it. Oh, no. The, the, the annoying sound of the fan has returned. I'm going to go punch... I'm gonna go punch a fan, and then I'm gonna do my next reading. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go punch the fan. What's happening? I'm gonna go punch the fan. I'm gonna go punch the fan. I punched the fan, everybody, and now it doesn't squeak anymore. See? Violence is the answer sometimes. Ding! <laughs> I always, I find the idea of bad public service announcements to be a really funny bit. I, I don't know why. I find the concept hilarious. Um, Taylor says, interpretations of all of this is wonderful. Awesome, Taylor. I'm glad to hear that that gave you some insights. And Taylor says, thank you, thank you. No problem. <laughs> Madison says karate. Teresa says lol. I'm glad. I'm glad to see that my violence towards a fan is is the the is the thing that gets the people going. Alright, I'll have to punch my fan more often. <laughs> Thank you very much for the share, uh Wisel. Cheyenne, of course, you know. Um he's awesome. Thank you very much, Madison. I appreciate that. No confidence, we talked about that. Mitchell says, hello there. I said, hello, Mitchell. Mitchell, if you want a reading, you have to share. Thank you very much, Madison. Uh, Kristen says, eyeballs. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. I'm watching you too. Um, <laughs> Teresa is here, and Amanda says, ha, ha, ha. All right. Who do we got next on the list? We've just did Taylor's... Teresa, you're next. The legendary Teresa is ready for a reading. Thank you for the hearts. I appreciate them. Eat those hearts real quick. I get hungry sometimes. Do, 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 do. Let's go, Teresa. What would you like a reading regarding, Teresa? Let me know in the comments below, and we will get your reading started. <laughs> Allison's DM in the chat, uh, or not in the chat, outside of the chat. You loving the shirt? Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> For those of you not in the Parliament of Owls, you may not be uh, fully aware of the drama that we've been dealing with for the last day. Uh, I found out, uh, according to very reputable people on the internet, um, that I am in the CIA. I am a uh, Illuminati member. I, uh, I'm sorry, Illuminati member, uh, Freemason, and uh, a lot of other really cool things. So I thought I'd rock my uh, my people's symbol, of course, because um, you know I'm I'm obviously, obviously I'm a wizard on the internet. Uh, what else could I be other than an Illuminati Freemason CIA person? <laughs> uh, what? kind of readings are these, Kristen? Um, so I'm a wizard, so I do wizard readings. So basically, I've studied archetypical story, philosophy, magic, and illusion, and I've memorized that information with this deck of cards. So people come with their individual problems, and I say, have you considered your problem from this perspective? What about this perspective? How about this perspective? And so it takes the wisdom that I've memorized from people much smarter than myself and applies it to your individual problem and hopefully gives you some insights. So that's basically how it works in a nutshell. 
Exactly. The men in black. That's what I meant. Um, all right, Chris, uh, Teresa, let's get you a general reading. Hearts, hearts, hearts. Let's go. If you want to know what a reading's like, Kristen, all you need to do is share this stream and get a three-card reading. And you can watch right now as Teresa gets her three-card reading, and you can see exactly what it's like. Teresa's looking for a general reading. Let's get her some insights. Let's find out what she needs to know. All right. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So we got three cards here, three cards here. What philosopher are we going to need today? <sighs> that could cause him. That could cause him chaos. Oh, let's go with Plato. Plato's nicer. We don't need some Socratic questions for this. This is a general reading. We want wisdom, right? Yeah, let's go with that. Plato. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the philosopher you need. Let's see what advice we can get for Teresa. Teresa, Teresa. All right, Teresa, so we're looking into the past here, right? We see the Queen of Hearts. The Queen of Hearts is about patience with her emotions. We saw that showing up in the previous reading with Taylor. So seeing this popping up in the past here, what this is telling me is that you're in a state where you've been really patient with your emotions, um, maybe to the point where it's been going on a little too long. You're feeling like um, I, I'm getting the impression that maybe you were hurt. Your heart, your, your emotion, your capacity for emotions was hurt in the past. And so that puts you in a place where you need to be really guarded with your heart. Um, you don't like to share it freely with other people. And so you're, you're very, uh, very selective with who you really open up to. So we're seeing that in the past here. I'm glad we didn't do Socrates. Aren't you right, Plato? Yeah, that's right. Uh, this would have been really painful uh, experience to do publicly. I probably would have had to say, hey, let's take this into the DMs and do it somewhere else. Because um, obviously this is a public stream. And so I censor a lot of the information for you, Teresa, because this is public and I don't want to get too detailed. Um, but more or less, let me know if that's sounding accurate to you and if you're understanding what I'm saying. Um, and if that's making sense for you. Now, looking into the three of hearts here, this is the current state. What we're seeing is the three of hearts is a growth in emotions. So the growth in emotions is saying that this patient time has sort of started to, you, you've found a, an outlet. You've finally come out of that period of guardedness. You've started to trust your heart with people and it's growing and it's working. But the problem is, and here's where we're getting a little worried, is it is working. But remember in the past, remember in the past, it worked before and then it didn't work. And then it was bad. And so now we're getting that anxiety. We're kind of worrying about we're, the success that we're seeing is actually worrying us. And it's just a small little success, too. This is a three of hearts. So this is just the beginning stages of growth. Um, you know, the, the seed has now sprouted out just a bit. And so you're feeling vulnerable now because you're, you're experiencing positive feedback, which you didn't experience before. And so that's the problem that we're running into right now. Um, so what do we do? What's the step, Teresa? How do we get around this issue? What we need to do is the Ten of Wands. The Ten of Wands is about completing an, a spiritual chapter in your life. We need to uh, descend into the belly of the beast and slay the subconscious 
information. We need to combat the pains of the past and learn what information is there. This is a process of looking into this past pain where we gave our heart and we were hurt and asking ourselves the hardest question we can when we felt pain in the past, which is, what can I learn from that experience so that it doesn't happen again? And when you gain that wisdom from the past, there's a theory of memory from Carl Jung, I believe, or it might have been Freud, uh, that says that memories, the, the painful memories that stick with us are there because and recur because there's information we need to solve that problem. If we don't get the information to solve that problem, it will keep bringing that memory to our surface so that we keep thinking through that problem until we find a solution so we don't have to deal with it again. So what this is saying is we need to look at that painful moment, learn what we can from that moment, and create a scenario that we can do to uh, escape it. So for example, um, if this was like when you were younger, it could be, well, I'm no longer captive at my parents' house, so I don't have to uh, deal with that situation anymore because I can just leave. I'm an adult. I don't have to be there, that kind of thing. Um, or it could be something more complicated where it's like, well, I shouldn't have said that to him and that's what caused everything to go wrong. And so what I need to do is figure out why did I say that in the first place and how can I, was it the right thing? And if it was the right thing, well, cool, we figured out the solution. Or if it wasn't the right thing, why did I say it so that I don't make that same mistake in the future? That would be the uh, information we're getting for you here. And that is the wisdom I have for you today, Teresa. Let me know in the comments below if that was accurate for you and gave you some insights that are useful. Let me know. Do, 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 do. Teresa's reading has completed. I hope you enjoyed it, Teresa. I know that I did. That was a lot of fun. Very, very cool stuff. And I wish you the best of luck on your journey into the subconscious mind. Taylor says, sent more. Thank you for it. Thank you very much, Taylor. I appreciate that a lot. Um, Taylor has supported me at paypal.me forward slash askawizard. And when you do that, you support what you love and you get a archetypical reading for whatever you feel the reading is worth. Kristen says, most likely an owl. Um, what kind of readings are they? Karate. It's most likely the owl. It is. It is most likely the owl, for sure. What kind of reading would I get if I wanted to know what's going to happen to a stalker I have? Like, what will happen? Future reading. Uh, shh. Cheyenne, uh, unfortunately, I don't predict the future. I'm a, I'm a wizard. I'm not a psychic, so I can't tell you the future. What I would tell you is that if you have a stalker, like a legitimate stalker, as in they are committing crimes of stalking, I would contact your local law enforcement because that's a crime. And if it isn't a real stalker and it's just someone who's interested in you, uh, utilize the proud, powerful tactic that I utilized on over 6,000 people on this page so far, which is the ban button. Go ahead, ban them, block them. Then you don't have to talk to them anymore. And then they just go away. I really love banning people. It's like all the joys of getting to just be an emperor sitting on your kingdoms and just having your enemies slayed before you without the repercussions of mass genocide. So I really enjoy the ban button. <laughs> That would be my recommendation, Cheyenne. Teresa says, thank you. Yes, it was on point. I'm glad to hear it. Susan says, hello. How are you this evening? I'm doing great, Susan. How are you? Welcome. Welcome, Susan. 
I'm doing pretty darn fantastic. And we are doing another reading here. And then uh, later on in the stream, we're going to be covering a uh, four questions you can ask to absolutely murder your procrastination. So uh, if you got friends who deal with procrastination, especially on the things that they love most, they just don't know how to take that first step. These questions are going to help you. And they come from one of the greatest, no, the greatest philosopher who ever lived. And next up on the list, we have Amanda. Amanda, are you here? He is blocked on everything, but he keeps making new numbers and Facebooks and messaging me. And now sometimes he got my address and sends me random thing kind of, kind of personal. All right, so at that point, you've uh, taken the necessary steps to uh, prevent him from contacting you, and he's continuing to. And so that does qualify, I believe. I'm not a lawyer. Don't take legal advice from me. But I do think that that would, in my opinion, would qualify as harassment. And uh, I would contact your local authorities. Uh, probably don't use the 911 number. Just call the police office and uh, their, their standard number and just be like, hey, this is the problem I'm dealing with. Uh, what would you guys recommend I do to solve this problem? Is there anything I can do? And they will be very helpful in that regard. And uh, just give them all the information. And uh, you'd be surprised how uh, quickly they'll whip up a cease and desist letter. And you can email that on over to them. Um, which I think would be the third step that you would take in that approach, which is to formalize a legal letter and send it to him to let him know that you're not messing around, this isn't a joke, and you're creating a paper trail here uh, that the police could then use. So that would be my approach. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, I'm a procrastinator at Madison, then you're going to like this stream. Susan, I want to know about that. Well, Susan, then you're going to love this lecture. Amanda is here. Welcome. Okay, thank you. I wasn't sure what to do. No problem. No problem at all. Um, I had to deal with a lot of crazy people, a lot of crazy people with the stream in the past because I made predictions that they didn't like that came true. Um, and so I've worked my way around. I mean, that's kind of how the Parliament of Owls Online came about was the, the war efforts. So... <laughs> We know the game. We, we know some of the rules. Now, keep in mind, again, I'm not giving any legal advice. I'm telling you my personal opinion and what I would do. Um, I am not a lawyer, and so I'm just telling you what my personal approach would be. You, you have to make your own decisions in your life. Wizards don't tell people what to do. They just uh, give you wisdom and let you think for yourself. All right, Amanda. Amanda is here for the general reading. Let's do this. do 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 Welcome, TJ. Welcome, welcome. Legendary TJ in the chat. No, don't be problem at all. There's no problem at all. That is, that's what this stream's all about. You came to the internet to ask a wizard, and the wizard has spoken. And th that's that's about it. We, we talk about cool stuff here, like proving our lives and getting better and overcoming procrastination and learning how to accomplish our goals and grow and succeed in life and reading books rather than sharing political memes and nonsense and that's that's what we're here for this is a good community welcome this is the best community on the internet in my honest opinion i i don't know any other community on the internet where there's so few people that are awful and the ones that do get through tj and i banned for life it's fun all right amanda says no need to be sorry thank you amanda let us begin Let's get, let's get Amanda a shuffle. Let's get Amanda a shuffle. She needs a shuffle. Oh, yeah. That was definitely deserved. She needed that good shuffle. Perfect. Yep. 
No, we need another cut. Ooh, I don't know why we needed that cut, but this is going to get entertaining, Amanda. All right. Ooh, very beautiful indeed. Okay, okay, okay. So, Amanda, we're seeing the uh, Ten of Spades here popping up in the past. Now, let us make sure we got the right philosopher to deal with this. Who do we need? Who do we need? Who do we need? Amanda. <laughs> Aristotle already. You already got your, your... You did the first reading, man. Are you sure? Again? All right. All right, Aristotle. Want to come in with some logos again? I mean, I can't deny the greatest... A second, second greatest philosopher of all time, in my opinion. Um, the first one is the greatest of all time, and that's not my opinion. That's a fact. However, we're going to be talking to Aristotle. Let's do Aristotle right now. What would Aristotle's advice be for Amanda? All right, so we're looking at the past here. We got the Ten of Spades showing up. So the Ten of Spades is about the completion of a logical uh journey, a way of thinking. We're seeing this popping up in the past. Um, typically with the completion of a way of thinking, this can be a very uh, traumatic time. This is learning that something that we believed about the world to be true is not true and that coming to an end. And this can uh, lead to a whole host of things breaking apart, breaking down um, as we unravel that truth and realize well, if that wasn't true, then this isn't true. And if this isn't true, then this isn't true. And it can break down a whole long structure of things, which is a good, healthy, cathartic process because you're getting closer to truth. However, it can be very painful and anxiety-inducing, stress-inducing. So be aware that that is part of the process here. And I think that that is very well highlighted with the fact that as we walk right in here to the present, Amanda, we see the death card popping up. Now, it's important to note, everybody, the death card does not mean death. It does not mean curse. It does not mean sickness. It does not mean famine. It does not mean bad luck. It doesn't mean any of that. That is not true. Those are superstitions, and that is not what this card represents. What this card represents is the end of one chapter and the death of a chapter. So it's the, the end of a way that existed in the past that no longer can exist moving forward. And it leaves the ground fertilized so that truth can grow out. New things can grow forth from that fertilization of the earth. So this painful end of the way of thinking is going to cause the chain reaction of the end of the things that were tied to that in the physical, in the spiritual, and in the emotional. And that's all culminating right now in this stressful time of what we're seeing as the death card. But it's important to realize that that stress is leaving the ground fertilized for new things to grow out. So this is a great setup to be in. And what's beautiful about this is as we walk into the future here, we see the end result being the Four of Wands. The Four of Wands is stability of spirituality. So though this is a painful process, what it's going to lead you to is a grounding in your principles and what you know to be true, holding yourself accountable to the truth, the logos, a, a, a rock to build your life on, that is not shakable. These are things that you hold to be true and you use as your new standard for life. You say, these are the things that I will tolerate and these are the things that I will not tolerate. And you hold those things firm and you do not compromise on those core principles. So this process, while chaotic, 
while a lot of emotional charging right now is um they don't deserve your energy what's that mean? okay um it is chaotic right now it's going to work into a stability of the spiritual world so this is uh deep philosophical principles amanda so i think that this is while this is painful right now uh we're moving towards a better time and this is going to result in some future stability is that sounding accurate for you amanda is that giving you some of the insights you need to hear let me know in the comments below if that was beneficial for you i'd like to know and i think a good book for you and pardon me aristotle um but i think that a good book would be uh it's debate between seneca and Marcus Aurelius. I think Seneca is probably the better bet. No, no. Let's go with, I think in Meditations. Meditations by Marcus Aurelius is going to be beneficial for you. It's going to give you the uh, information you're looking for and uh, help you out uh, during this time because it's going to give you some exercises that really purify your thought and get you down to the core of what matters and teach you how to look at the world in a more um, beneficial way light. Uh, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations is, is going to be the book that's going to benefit. Let me see if I can pull it out here. There it is. There you are. It's uh, Meditations by... Uh, come on. Of course it has to be in gold. Meditations. <laughs> Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. That's going to be a beneficial book for you and help you out. And so let me know, Amanda. Let me know if that gave you the insights you're looking for and if that would benefited you. And by the way, that book is in the public domain. You can find it on YouTube as an audiobook for free. You can also Google it as an audio, uh, ebook, and it will come up for free as well. Um, it's in LibriVox. It, it's uh, been around for over 2,000 years. So it's definitely in the public domain. So check it on out uh, for free. And that is my reading I have for you today, Amanda. Let me know in the comments below if that gave you the insights you were looking for. Uh, Madison says, they don't deserve your energy. I don't know who they are, but they sound awesome. <laughs> um, owl, owl, hammer, hammer, try new. Oh, ooh, TJ's got a new one? Yes. Oh, TJ, and we're back. Awesome, awesome. Erica, oh no, something came up. I'll watch this later. Have a lovely night. See you soon. No problem, Susan. See you on later. I'll, uh have this up on the podcast as well if you want to watch the replay there or you can watch it here on facebook erica has shared and she's new here welcome erica welcome 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 erica this is the parliament of owls hangout where people pursue improving themselves gaining self-knowledge pursuing their goals creating plans to achieve those goals and surrounding their minds with great and quality information from the greatest minds that have ever lived rather than watching flashing boxes that uh, spit poison into their brain and tell them to hate themselves so uh welcome to the parliament of owls <laughs> i would be the best anti-salesman for uh for television and, and modern entertainment all right and that's amanda all right everybody so uh we're gonna move on to the lecture right here wow amanda says wow completely accurate my past was definitely hard had two near-death experiences due to horrible choices oh i'm sorry to hear that amanda as for now going through the process of finding myself and trying 
to be the best version of myself. I'm blown away. Thank you so much, Amanda. That is for sure. I think meditations is going to be a fantastic start for you. Um, and I'm glad to hear that that was super accurate for you and gave you the insight you're looking for. And yeah, that's, I mean, Amanda, welcome to the Parliament of Alice, because this is what we're all about, is helping people uh, find their hero's journey, find their axiom, and getting them on the right path. So thank you for joining, and I'm glad that that was helpful for you. You need to make a shirt. I do need to make a shirt. I, well, I, I'm, I'm wear, I am wearing my shirt, because remember, I'm in the Illuminati, and I'm a Freemason, and uh, all the other nonsense that they DM'd me today. <laughs> Uh, Erica says, yay. Well, she doesn't. She made a little emojis that are the equivalent of that. Trying to be. Sorry, didn't proofread. No, no problem at all, Amanda. That's fine. Um, all right, so we're going to be doing the lecture right now. And then we have uh, Cheyenne uh, and Erica. They are going to be getting paid readings after the lecture here in the batch two. And so if you would like to get a three-card reading like you've just seen or like Erica and Cheyenne are about to receive, please share this stream. When you share the stream, it really helps me out a lot. And this is the great time right now to share because we're going to be talking about how to overcome procrastination. If you're dealing with procrastination, these four questions are going to help you murder your procrastination if you're procrastinating on something that you love to do. Now, this is a simple exercise that you can apply that is not going to require you to become some monk and develop arcane willpower. Instead, we're going to ask four simple questions that are going to help you overcome the procrastination and understand and get to the root of that problem. And this is based on a principle taught by the greatest philosopher who ever lived. And that principle is the truth will set you free. So if you have friends that are dealing with that, tag them here. And if you find this wisdom beneficial, if you find this wisdom to help you out, please go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard and pay whatever you think the wisdom is worth. If, and this is a good big giant if, if you can afford it right now. I know with the beer sniffles and the way the economic situation is that this is a tough time for a lot of people. Please, please do not pay if you cannot afford it, that is not what this is for. I collect payment to know if the advice I'm giving is beneficial for you guys and helpful for you. And if it is not, that's how I kind of measure it. And uh, there's a few other things as well. But this is not for me to make my living. I am doing just fine right now. And if I was in a bad financial situation, I would let you all know. I would be transparent and honest with that. So with that all being said, let's get started with the lecture. All right, all right, so here we go. My son cried when the video went off for no reason. Stupid phone. Poor kid. He's waiting to hear your knowledge for the day. Awesome, Madison. Well, you're getting it right now. Um, and again, Madison, if there's ever any issues like that, you know, Facebook tries to kick us off randomly, and it sucks. Um, they're just not happy with me, and that's just the nature of it, and that's okay because we will just continue to uh, press forward and win. And we will be strong and say, no matter what, we will keep going. And the podcast will always be uploaded on 10 different locations. So that's not going anywhere. I also keep hard copies of everything. So um, that's uh, safe in the vault. And if you ever want to catch up on them or you're not able to see them because of those delays, that's the best place to check them out. And you can get those at iTunes. All right. Let us get the lecture going. So what can we do to overcome our procrastination 
Well, first we need to understand where this procrastination comes from. So the first thing to understand is procrastination for things that we love versus things that we're procrastinating because we don't like. For the things that we don't like, this is a little bit harder. So when you're doing things that you don't like, you pretty much do kind of just have to willpower it through or psych yourself up, get yourself into the state or convince yourself that the thing you're doing now will help you achieve something you want to do in the future. Those are, those are the generic things. This is more about how to handle the procrastination for the things you do want to do. Um, typically when we have the things that are our dreams, our passion projects, we tend to get anxiety and fear and kind of create busyness and say, well, I can't work on it now because I got to do this and I got to do that. And you create little roadblocks and never really getting to it. The reason why is you're feeling fear here is in my opinion, a lack of understanding of the truth. Now, the greatest philosopher who ever lived, which, spoiler alert, it's Jesus Christ. Ding, 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 gotcha again. Ha, 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 atheist. No, I'm sorry. I had to, though. I had to. Uh, the truth will set you free. So the idea is let's gain better understanding of this fear, of this anxiety, of this problem, why we're procrastinating this problem, so that we can move into the future and improve. So what do these questions look like? Chester says, fake, fake, fake. Guys, guys, did you know, did you know that uh, asking yourself questions about your problem is fake? Chester knows. Chester's a smart boy. <laughs> oh, Chester. Chester Jerome. <laughs> you have no power. Are you the meme? Oh my god, he's the meme from Lord of the Rings. You have no power here. Well, actually, uh, Chester, I do, because I am a wizard. So, uh, here's my power. Do, 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 do. You are banned for life, Chester. Chester Jeroman. Chester Jeroman. Don't wait. Ah, oh, it's too late. He's already gone. <laughs> You can't come to my stream and tell me I have no power. This is my stream. This is my owls. We're having a fun party here, Chester. We're having a great time. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. We're having fun. We're having a dinner party, okay? And I'm like, dude, guys, I was reading the Bible and I learned some really cool stuff that we could apply in our life today. And then you just kicked in my door and was like, fake, fake. He's, he's the fake one. <laughs> like, if you want to come, Chester, and you're like, Tyler, I feel like there's some incoherent inconsistencies in some of your points, and here the, is the reasons I believe them, and formulate an argument, I'm more than happy to talk with you. But we can't just have you bursting in and saying, fake, fake, what are you doing? You sound like a crazy ostrich. Don't be a crazy ostrich. Be a human being, or, better yet, be an owl. <laughs> oh, Chester. <laughs> Uh, I'm having a bad day. Let me, let me have my run with them. Uh, laugh out loud. Sorry, TJ. Sorry, I should have let you go. But I mean, the, the timing was just too perfect. He literally brought up the archetype of the, you have no power here. <laughs> just burst in, ban, <laughs> ban for life. Oh, that was, that was fun. You know, it is fun to get one of them every once in a while. They, they do bring a certain entertainment. I, I think... I think a good society, a good parliament of owls is built on the uh, the slaughter of some people occasionally. 
That's terrible. This is why I should never be elected to any form of government. Uh, if I ever am trying to run for government, please, guys, tell me, uh, hey, Tyler, remember that time when you said you should never do that? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, you're right. I should listen to that. <laughs> All right. Where were we? Where were we? The lecture. Yes, yes, the lecture. So you might be overcome. You have procrastination, right? You're dealing with uh, feelings of procrastination over the things that you love. And we already kind of discussed the, the standard approach, which is for things that you don't really enjoy, where we just kind of have to work through those. But this is for the things that you do enjoy, that you're putting off and not really working on. So what are these questions that you can do? Well, the theory here is that by gaining truth and gaining wisdom in these particular problems, we can gain an understanding of our anxiety, of our fears, where they come from, and then also set up the consequences of not taking action as well. And this is going to help frame the situation for you in a way that's going to help you take the action that you need to do. So this is what it is. Four questions that you can apply and you just write these down on a piece of paper whenever you're working through something you find yourself procrastinating on a major goal or you could start off a major goal with these things it doesn't have to just be for procrastination and you're gonna get some clarity to your problems the first question is oddly enough if you're afraid to take the first step on your goal is what's the worst that could happen no, no, no. I mean, seriously, not the meme, not the what's the worst can happen and then horrible things happen. I mean, to really think that through. Ask yourself, what truly is the worst case scenario if you take the action on this plan right now and write it out? Find out what, what could possibly go wrong. And this is going to give you context and understanding and truth into the real risk of the choice that you're about to make. And in some cases, you'll find out the risk is humongous, and maybe you want to take baby steps here. But in most cases, I think what you will find is that the risk is so little, and the reward is so high that this is a very motivating position to be in. But regardless of what the outcome is, you will be closer to truth. And the closer you are to the truth, the closer you are to following the path that you need to go on. So that is the first question. What is the worst that could happen? That's your first question you want to ask yourself. Now, the second question. The second question to ask yourself is, what am I losing by not taking action right now? Now, this is kind of the inverse. This is the, this is the thing that people don't account for in economics. This is the thing they don't account for in uh, business. And that is called opportunity cost. So what we want to do is identify our opportunity cost. And we really want to figure out what exactly are we losing by not taking action as well? Not taking an action is an action, and you're losing things by not taking action on this goal. So you need to write that down, and this is going to kind of act as the stick in this particular sequence. The first part is really just gaining an understanding of what our real consequences are. What are the negative consequences of taking actions? Now we want to take, find out what the negative consequences of not taking actions are and find out if there are much bigger problems by not taking actions uh, than there are from taking actions. So we're, again, trying to get to truth. We want to get more and more truth around this problem. That is the second step. The third step is to ask yourself, what would this look like if this was easy? 
Now, this is a question that's deceptively powerful. It seems like, well, what does that really mean? And that's exactly the point. We wanna fire off your creative part of your brain here and start asking yourself, well, what, what would it look like if accomplishing this goal was easy? Are there people in my mind that have accomplished what I'm trying to do in an easy manner? What would be the easy approach for this? What would an easy, effortless approach to this look like? And another approach from the creative perspective might be, well, what would this look like if I, instead of trying to fill a stadium for my uh, guitar music, what if instead I filled, um, I don't know, a local coffee shop? That's easy, that's, that's the easy way of doing this. And then we work our way up to that stadium. So this is a deceptively simple yet powerful question that you can ask that's going to help you uh, start thinking more creatively about your problem. Now that you've analyzed the true risk and the true risk of not acting, now we're trying to figure out what is the way that we can most simply execute this plan and uh, fire off our creativity. Now, the final question is a paradigm shift. The universe is filled with infinite amount of data. Uh, or nearly infinite, to be honest, uh, nearly infinite uh, amount of data. And so that data can be interpreted in positive and negative ways. So this question is about turning your brain's filter on to perceive the things that are working for you. So the question is, how is the world conspiring for me right now to accomplish this goal? This is a question that by asking yourself, and you can repeat yourself to your, throughout the day whenever you're running into things that are positive and negative, or just bring it to your attention, sort of like a meditation. How is the world working for me right now? How is the world conspiring for me? This will bring your brain's attention to those aspects and give you the information you need because you're now looking for it. You're basically just being more aware. You may notice this, uh, here's a simple example of how you can apply this and I might make you guys a little bit of money right now. Are you ready? Um, have you ever noticed that it's really weird that there's coins just laying around all the time? You'll find coins. They're sometimes in couches. They're sometimes under your bed, sometimes on the floor, sometimes on the road, sometimes in the grass. Coins are everywhere in your life, and you just don't realize it. Sometimes you even find dollars, dollars laying around all over the place, coins, dollars, pennies, everywhere. It's such a bizarre thing that you would notice that that's in your environment now. So by priming your brain there. I've given you the suggestion and getting your brain's attention to the fact that there are coins and money laying around. Your brain is now primed to look for that information. So while you go outside, the coin you would have looked over while walking down the street is now going to be sparked in your attention and you're going to notice, oh, hey, a, a penny. Didn't the wizard guy say something about that? Boom, now you got a coin. We're doing the same thing, but instead we're looking for how is the world benefiting us right now to accomplish our goal? So we're applying the same principle, the same logic of the coin, but we're applying it to your goals and your ambitions. And so uh, that conversation with the person over coffee might be an opportunity that's conspiring for you to help you get closer to your goal. And now you're primed to look for it, so you might ask the question that you wouldn't have otherwise asked that leads to the next step on your journey. And that is the four questions. The four questions to overcome procrastination. If you have a goal that you're trying to accomplish and you're finding that you can't accomplish it, ask yourself these four questions. Write them down on a piece of paper, think them through, and you're gonna find that this is by introducing a lot of truth 
and then thinking more creatively about your problem, and then also priming your subconscious brain with information to get you closer to truth, you're going to find that that procrastination is destroyed, murdered, broken apart. You've consolidated, you've figured out why you're, there's a risk in taking your action, realized it's not that bad. You've realized the chances of not taking action are massively damaging, so we're not gonna do that. And then of course, you're gonna be able to think about how the problem could be done in a simpler, easier way so that we can start taking action now rather than building this massive thing that we could never do. Well, what could you do today? What's the thing you can do now, the easy way of doing things? And then finally, we're priming your subconscious mind to look in your environment for information that is beneficial to accomplishing the goal in the first place. And that is the four questions you can ask yourself to increase your um, chances of destroying your procrastination. Erica says, very insightful. Thank you very much. And thank you for the tag, Mr. Alex. And hello, Mark. How's it going? And that is the lecture for today, guys. And that is the end. And we're going to be moving right on to the the uh what am i doing the the second batch there we go <laughs> my brain just gave up there uh the second batch of readings or was absolutely amazing definitely going to apply this procrastination is a huge issue in my life or was a huge issue yeah it is amanda go apply it try it and let me know and when you guys find random coins laying around my bad i don't know you'll probably find them more around your house with the whole nonsense with the beer sniffles going on but um yeah and enjoy the uh, procrastination defeat. I'll do my best, but I'm a serial procrastinator. Well, Madison, um, let's not form our identities in being a procrastinator then. And instead, let's form our identity in being someone who is um, very efficient at inventing problems. How can we turn that to work for us? What is that quality that you possess? And how is it conspiring for you rather than against you? How can you turn that negative force into a positive force. See, we're already doing it, Madison. Pretty soon you're going to be uh, breaking that pattern. All right, Cheyenne. Cheyenne, you have earned a three-card reading. You are the first on the list. Cheyenne, if you are still here, let me know in the comments below and we will get you your three-card reading going. Let me know, Cheyenne, if you're here. And then after Cheyenne is Erica. Do we have any more readings come in during the lecture? Oh, Chester. Chester's good. I love it. You have no... Like, who says that? Well, I know who says it. The, the old, gross, decrepit witch king from Lord of the Rings. Cheyenne is here. All right, Cheyenne. Is there anything in particular you'd like a reading regarding, Cheyenne? Let me know in the comments below. And we will get your reading going right now. Do, 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 do. Or if you're just looking for a general reading, we can do that as well. Do, 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 do. What kind of reading does Cheyenne need? Do, 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 do. Ooh. Oh. Interesting. Carl Jung. Hmm. Carl Jung is trying to push his way to the front saying, yeah, no, 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 no. I've got this one. All right. Cheyenne may be dealing with some stuff involving the dreams, probably something uh, of the subconscious mind, maybe a lot of um, maybe uh, mental, not ment mental 
not distress, what would it be? A psychic, a psychic issue, not, not in the, the psychic, like, oh, I'm a mind reader, but like in the, the psyche, um, we're looking for information. For some reason, the thing that keeps coming to my intuitive is uh, dreams. I'm seeing um, there's a lot of like subconscious things at play here. Uh, so let's find out. Let's do, um, let's do a deep dive. Let's try something a little different. We'll do a, a version of a dream interpretation and uh, see how that works. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take one card. I'm going to put it down here, leave it face down, and then I'm going to uh, put another card here and another card here. So this represents the past and the present, and then I'm going to try and predict the future. So I told you before, I can't predict the future, so you might be wondering, well, how do I tell people about the uh, things that are gonna happen with the beer sniffles in advance and then get silver coins for them in the mail. Um, the reason I'm able to do that is by looking at the past and by looking at our present situation, I can identify the truth patterns and then use that to make a prediction about what's coming into the future. And so that's more or less how it works. So what I'm gonna do here is try and do that for you right now, Shan. All right, Carl Jung, let's get started. She's looking for general information. What does she need to know? What does she need to know? Hmm. Carl Jung. Carl Jung, the, the great philosopher, the, the writer of the Red Book, the man who invented half of known psychology. And it's the half that's actually true. <laughs> uh, personality types attributed to Mr. Jung is a legend of psychology and philosophy. And now let's see what wisdom there is for you today. Shea. All right, so we're looking into the five of hearts. <laughs> you have, Amanda says, you have no power. <laughs> Oddly enough, I believe Carl Jung was a fan of uh, that fantasy as well. I think that's true. I might be confusing him with C.S. Lewis. Let me know, Mr. Young. Uh, five of Hearts. The Five of Hearts is telling us about a disruption in emotions. We're seeing um, the, the ripples of, of, of emotions in the past that are causing pain and anxiety now. There's a, there's a lingering trail of negative feelings um, the, the Jungian archetype that comes to mind is this, this Gollum-esque character, this, uh, this, this beast following around in the shadows, just lurking in gross and pitiful way. I don't know what exactly it is, but that's the image that comes to my mind in the cave here of uh, the past in this disrupting of emotions. And moving into the present, we see the death card. So the death card is telling us that we want to do away with whatever this emotional distress is. We're going to bring it to an end. One way or another, we're going to take the actions that we need to take to end the situation here. The archetype that comes to my mind from Carl Jung would be the, uh, the moment when the hero confronts his shadow and says, uh, to get away, get out of here. I don't want anything to do with you. Be gone. To to finally confront the darkness in the past and to say no. Um, I'm 
this it happens often in the movies. You might think of Gollum again coming in and confronting Frodo and Sam and them kicking him out and casting him away. Um, unfortunately, in The Lord of the Rings, Frodo embraces the, the dark shadow, and that's what takes him to the tower and to ultimately corrupts him. But in this case, we want to be the strong hero and say no, Shan. We want to deny it and resist that temptation. So these two things come together here, and we see that path before us. So what is the advice that Carl Jung would say? What is the wisdom that he would give you to overcome this? The strength to make the right decision to say no and to take the action. Well, what we need to do is gain wisdom over this emotional distress. We cannot let these emotions control us anymore. We need to gain the wisdom of where these emotions came from, why they're here, and know why they're here. And when we know this emotion and we have the wisdom of this emotion, that is going to give us the strength to execute on removing that pain from the past from our lives completely. And that is the wisdom that you would want to uh, seek in a transformational sense in the uh, context of the hero's journey here. And what would that look like? What would be the card that would represent that? That would be the king of hearts. The king of hearts is the card of knowledge of emotions, to know the feelings. Let's see how we did. King of hearts right there. <laughs> I'm six or seven, boys and girls. I'm doing good. I'm happy. All right. Uh, Cheyenne, is that insightful for you? Did that give you the wisdom that you were looking for? I know Mr. Jung can be a bit complicated, a little bit esoteric at times, and uh, uh, but a, a deep and wise person indeed. So let me know in the comments below if that was insightful, if you need any more clarity. And thank you, Cheyenne, for letting me give you a reading. And I hope that you enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully you're um, one of the personality types that really identifies with archetypical imagery and uh, Meaning, I can't customize these readings for you like I can for my private clients, um, obviously because I don't have that information. But So sometimes these philosophers are a hit and a miss with some people, but uh, I hope that that was beneficial for you and gave you the insights you were looking for. Let me know in the comments below. Do -do 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 -do. Yeah. Madison does goofy face. Yeah, goofy face. I don't know, can I do that? I tried. It's not as appealing as it is when you're a yellow circle. <laughs> Shan says, thank you so much. No problem. No problem at all. If you wish to support Tyler, oh, thank you very much. Claire, thank you very much. Oh, I didn't post my PayPal at all, did I? Well, I, I mean, you guys are nice enough to send it just from the... For me telling you, I really appreciate all the support. It looks like you guys really liked the lesson uh, a lot, and it was really beneficial. So thank you very much for the support there. Um, and thank you very much, Wise Owl, for posting that. And next on the list, we have the legendary, the amazing Erica. Erica, get on in here. Let's get you some readings, Erica. It's your turn. Let's do this. Let's do this. A million, a million, a million readings. Let's go. Remember that time we did do a million readings and we did so many readings that it was like two in the morning and my neighbor came over and banged on the door and was like, could you please stop? She's the nicest woman too. She's a great lady. Very kind, very gentle. And I, I felt so bad. I, I felt so bad that I whispered for like three more streams in a row. It was pretty intense. <laughs> Erica, Erica, are you here? Can you make a noise for me in the comment section below, Erica? 
If you're here, let me know and what you'd like a reading about. Erica says, I'm here. Thank you. You're welcome, Erica. What would you like a reading regarding? Let me know in the comments below. And then we'll get you a reading. I'm six for seven. I'm stoked. That's not bad at all. Is there is that PayPal correct? Let me see. PayPal.me forward slash ask a wizard. Heck yeah, it is. Wise Owl. Thank you very much. You're a very wise owl. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and feel free to plug your channel too. Claire has an awesome channel where she shares a lot of people who do readings kind of like what I do. Um, though not wizard readings per se, but more like, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, Wise Owl, but like psychic readings, astrology readings, crystal readings, things of those natures. So, uh, if you're into that kind of thing, Claire has got some info for you. All right, Erica says, your pick, general reading, not anything in particular. All right, Erica. All right, Erica. Let's see. Who? okay, that was authoritative. Marcus Aurelius, right up front, ready to go, wants to give you some advice. All right, let's go, let's do it. Marcus Aurelius, it is. The Stoics are ready. Let's do it. Do-do-do-do-do, Erica. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. I forgot, you guys like to see me shuffling the cards. I do them under the table a lot. I kind of compulsively shuffle cards. But a lot of you guys like to actually see the shuffles occur. So I need to get a different setup here so that you guys can see that whole action. And thank you, TJ. I appreciate that. Um, I'm glad that you liked it. What is this? What are? Get out of here. Be gone, fruit fly. You don't belong here. I cast this fruit fly out of my kingdom to never return. Sorry, I was banishing a fruit fly. It happens sometimes. Yes, I'm a psychic medium, Tara. Thank you, Tara. I try not to mention others' live streams. You are very kind. No problem at all. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I, you help me out so much. I, I like letting people know that you also are awesome. There's a reason you're called the wise owl. It's because you are a wise owl. And wise owls deserve... I like to promote other owls. I like to help other owls. Speaking of which, TJ, you know the deal. I, I know that you're used to working on it and trying to figure out the, the situation uh, with like what exactly you want to do for the promotional content, but I know TJ's working on some stuff. And when you get that stuff together, man, post it in here. Austin Lane is another example of a creator who creates videos on here that's an owl. Um, he posts his stuff here too. Yeah, the owls, I like to help other owls grow. We, we support each other and we crush. I'm sorry, Erica. We, we got to get your reading going. <laughs> My apologies. Marcus Aurelius will not be patient, though he will go and write in his journal about how he needs to be more patient with wizards who are just so rude with his time. I apologize, Mr. Marcus. Um, <laughs> all right, let's begin. Ooh, ooh, Miss Erica. Miss Erica. <sighs> wow. A lot of chaos, a lot of energy here, a lot of uh, potential, a lot of things that can grow. Uh, TJ's dropping his links in there. Definitely check out his stuff. Uh, I will plug that after your reading here, Erica. All right, so what we're looking for here is the five of spades. The five of spades is a disruption in the way of thinking. So the chaos of the way that we're thinking here is the five of spades. So the five of spades is we're, we're in the past and we're looking at this, the way that we're thinking has changed. It's been disrupted. We, we found out what we were thinking was not true. It's been cast into doubt and chaos. And 
the way that we saw the world is just exploding before our eyes and we don't really know what the next step is. So we're seeing a lot of energy here. This isn't negative. This is just potentialized energy that can be directed. So we're seeing that happen in the past here. Walking into the present, what we see you directing that energy towards is growing your finance. So this chaotic situation has motivated you to really start considering your financial situation, to really start thinking about, am I uh, set up in the material sense, my health, my physical material world, my, my wealth, my health, my um, material well-being. Am I eating well? Do I have uh, the right foods? Am I uh, financially stable into the future? This is where we're seeing the questions of right now. Marcus Aurelius's advice would be here. Well, step one would be self-sufficiency. How can we live as best as possible with as little as possible? That would be the place to go, is thinking to ourselves, all right, I'm trying to grow, but what can I do to reduce and to get down to the bare necessities, the essentials? And from there, we can start growing up forward. So, that would be the first step of advice is what is the minimal way that we can live that we can be happy with and the lower we can set that bar and still be happy the more powerful position we will be in when we move into the future here the future is the five of diamonds because paradoxically and you may know this by studying billionaires and other successful uh people with money it's that most billionaires don't live a lavish lifestyle. They don't have bunches of mansions and fly around in super jets and uh, have crazy sports cars. That's not the way that they live. Typically, they live well below their means. They live well because, you know, they're a billionaire, but they're not spending the majority of their money. They're in, they typically live extraordinarily below their means. And now, why would they do that? Why would a billionaire worry about spending the money? Wouldn't they want to be free with their money and do what they want? Not at all. Instead, by lowering the need that they need to be happy, by lowering what they own, the more that you own, the more that owns you. By reducing what is necessary to be happy and self-sufficient, they are actually putting themselves in a far more powerful position to execute and act out whatever they want in their life because they're living below their means. It's so much easier to negotiate and to make a sale when you don't care about the outcome. You can get the sale or not. It's not going to affect your ability to eat at the end of the day. And when you have that position in a negotiation or a sale situation, you're done, man. You win. That's the most powerful position to be in. Think about it from an artistic perspective. Which artist is going to survive? The artist that has to do it for a living? Are they going to be able to do their best art? Or the one that says, eh, I'm just going to make the best thing I can make, man. And if I get paid, sweet. If I don't get paid, that's fine too. I'm just going to keep making the best thing. That's the guy that wins. So what the advice from Marcus Aurelius would be for this situation is you're in chaos right now. You're thinking, how can I grow my finances? Do I need to get another job? Do I need to? You've got all these thoughts going on. And what Marcus Aurelius would say is, let's think about what we can remove instead. What can we do to reduce what we have and still maintain our happiness? The lower we can get that number, the better off we're going to be. And if the financial future is bleak, well, that's even better. You're prepared for it now. If the financial future is great, 
dude, awesome. Now you're saving way more money and you're prepared for the future and you can uh, afford to uh, invest into the things that you love. So that is the advice I have for you today, Erica. I hope that that gave you some insight and wisdom and was beneficial. Let me know in the comments below if that helped you out today. And that, my friends, is the last three-card reading. We are going to wrap up the stream here with some Q&A and chat with the chat. So let me know in the comments below if you have any questions regarding our procrastination lecture um, or any of the readings we've had. And if you would like to support the stream, if you've got any wisdom from tonight that you found valuable, please go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard and pay whatever you think the wisdom is worth if you can afford it. I've said it before, I'm not going to go on my little lecture again, but please understand during these financial times that it's tough. Save your money if you can't afford it. I am doing fine financially. If you can afford to support the stream and support what you love, go to paypal.me forward slash askwizard and pay what you think the wisdom is worth. Now, uh, and make sure you like, follow, and share. If you're wondering, it's like, I did feel like it was valuable. I did really appreciate all the wisdom you gave, but I, just, I don't have the money right now. You can help me in so many ways. Liking this page, following this page, sharing the streams when they come on are all ways that are just as valuable as giving money, and I appreciate them just as much. So if you want to find a way to help and support, that is a way to do it that's nothing to do with money at all. Erica says, thank you very much. Uh, very spot on. Gives me great insight. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Erica. I'm going to save that for my memory wall. I like it. Uh, it makes me feel good. <laughs> and let's see here. If we got to catch up with any of the stuff here. Erica gave Goofy gave Goofy Face. Uh, yes. Oh, by the way, check out TJ's YouTube channel at youtube.com forward, uh, forward slash C slash two foot giant. Also search for Lost Cause Causes Gaming. Lost Causes Gaming. That's with an S on the end. Lost Causes Gamings. Uh, or, sorry, Lost Causes Gaming. Check out his YouTube channel there and uh, youtube.com forward slash C slash two foot giant. TJ crushes. You should check out his stuff. Uh, apologies for being so quiet for so long and working on the channel. Yeah, definitely. TJ's been crushing. This is so what's so cool. I run two groups. Where, look at this, guys. Like, why why be in the parliament of owls okay so go onto your facebook page right now and just scroll through and see the people trump is the worst the word the beer sniffles are killing us did you see what the police did did you know that the economy is a bad thing did you know and you're just gonna scroll through and just see morons just bleh, throwing up on their feet let's look through what the owls have hey guys i'm working on a project right now and i'm building a stream i'm building my dreams i'm working on something that i love in a passion project oh wow let's see what the next owl is doing Oh, look at this wise owl she's also working on a passion project something she loves she's got two different groups going she's working on getting closer to her dreams and striving for success do you want to be surrounded by the people that are spitting out garbage onto their facebook wall or do you want to hang out with the owls and get closer to your goals and dreams that's your that's what we do here we work on the things that we love and we try to do them obviously uh Financial support is great when we can get them, but we're, we're, more importantly, we're setting our axioms on producing great things that are going to help the world. Uh, TJ is doing some beautiful projects to help the world, and I'm sure that his content will tell you all about that, and I'm, I'm not going to uh, 
I'll wait for him to give me the permission to talk more about it. But uh, check out his YouTube channel. He's doing some really wonderful things. And uh, Wise Owl as well is doing fantastic stuff to help people out. And she's building an empire, as she says. <laughs> so check out her groups. And um, when you're in the Parliament of Owls, that's what we do, guys. We build amazing things. We build the beautiful, the good, and the true. If you want to support that, come into the Parliament of Owls. If you want to be a part of that, join the Parliament of Owls. That's what we do. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight, guys. I had a great time. We caught up with the chat here. Uh, TJ says, hashtag cards for the homeless. I am I good to talk about that, TJ? I'm, I'm assuming since you're dropping the hashtag cards for the, for the homeless. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like a secret project. I, I am... As a marketer, I always lean on the side of not saying anything until I have express permission because um, that can really blow up a lot of people's projects. <laughs> There's like times when you go up and you say to the people, it's like, oh yeah, didn't you hear? Mike is like working on this project where he's going to be giving $100 of courses away for free to a thousand people. And they're like, yeah, we did the numbers. We're going to go bankrupt in a month if we did that. So we're not doing that anymore. Like, my bad. I only said it to 30,000 people. My apologies. <laughs> All right, TJ's given the okay. Yes, yeah, so TJ, one of the project TJ's is working on is uh, Cards for the Homeless. He films, uh, films them on YouTube, I believe, and he goes out and provides decks of cards to homeless people and um, helps them to socialize with them, get into conversation with them, teaches them some magic, shows them some magic tricks, and uh, basically the idea of just breaking that wall, that really, that really hard wall that we have where we, we, we load the homeless person part in our brain. We say, that is a homeless person. Do not engage. And, and we walk by. And TJ makes the brave and powerful step of breaking through that wall, that filter of society and reaching out and bonding with the person on an art form that is universal and beyond language, which is the art of magic. And it's a beautiful thing to see, and I highly recommend checking it out. Um, he's looking, oh yeah, I know I need donated decks to hand out, tell everyone. Yeah, if you're a magician and you've got spare decks, and I know you guys have spare decks, uh, hit up TJ, especially, I don't know how we would deliver them, but I'm sure if you DM him or check out his YouTube channel, he will give you the information. And with that, guys, we're going to close up the stream. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like, follow, and share this stream. And thank you so much. I'll be back tomorrow, Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific Coast time. I'll see you then. Thank you so much. Peace.